Here begins sun incertidumbre. A place where not having certainties is not a fault, it's an opportunity. Be part of a conversation about mental health, self-care and much more with Francisca Venegas and Sebastián Valdés. Hello everybody, I'm Sebastián Valdés and we are starting Sana Incertidumbre, your podcast about mental health and self-care much more, of course. And here I am with Francisca Venegas. Franny, how are you? Hello, Seba. So excited to have you back with us after you were recovering from your surgery. Everyone was sending yeah. you a lot of love and I see that you are recovered. So I'm glad to see you here with us again. For this month, we are, have been talking about growing old and the myths and fears that we have of not being 20 anymore. And oh. yes, in the pandemic, I've, many people have been showing videos and TikToks and reels about that. Uh, so I don't know, Seba, you want to introduce our guest for this week? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, today we have a very special guest. His name is Randall Nakuan, and he is um, an author. Also, he's a photographer and a podcaster. His podcast is Passports and Postcard. He's 58 years old, and as we told you before the topic of today, well, let's um, allow Randall to explain it to us. How are you, Randall? And uh, please tell us about the topic we're going to be discussing today. How are you? I'm doing very good. Thank you very much. The topic we're talking about today is you know, growing old, but also accepting change. And uh, technology has changed. The way we receive information has changed, especially within media. You take a look at the history of newspapers um, and where they are now. So our our information is coming to us directly from our devices. So let's just dive in. Any questions you have for me, I'm willing to answer them. Yeah, I would like to start. Randall, uh, let's uh, speak in, in general about accepting change first. Uh, In your life, well, human beings, we live plenty year, a lot of years, so we have the chance to see things changing. And sometimes when we were, were born, the difference when we um, are older, things have changed a lot. For example, as you said, the technology. How the words of accepting change have applied to your life? It was difficult in the beginning, for example, when you were in your 20s to accept change, for example, in your body, your health i'm experiencing that now like the first uh, uh, problems with my health or everything that everybody after 30 when you're 30 starts to experience so it was hard for me i, I want to know how it was for you and also not just in the um uh, in, in the area of health but technology uh, relationships everything that you want to share with us I come from a background where the ideal is that you go get an education, a good education, and then from there you get a good job. And my parents and my grandparents, they worked one job their whole life. So that was expected of me, you know, get a good education, go get a good job. And as a kid, you know, a teenager, even just preteen, I wanted money. I wanted my own money because there were things I wanted in. And when uh, they say, no, you can't have it because it's too expensive. 
Then I got in my head, I got to work and earn this money. So rather than enjoying my youth, which I should have done, I started working right away and buying those needless things that I thought were important. When I look back at it, if I could go back and travel back to those times and say, put it back on the shelf, you don't need it. Um, and back in those days, you had to actually go to the store and buy it. That was, you can, we didn't have Amazon back then or anything like that. So, um, but then when you get working, the goal there is to climb that corporate ladder. So my focus was on getting to the top rung, whatever it took, how many hours I worked. And I missed out on a lot. Like I, I didn't, other than high school, I didn't date um, in my early te or late teens, early 20s, um, even right up until 30 plus. It was like, I was focused on my job. I didn't want anything to get in my way. I wanted to reach that top rung. But unfortunately, as things happen in, in business, um, you can easily fall from that ladder. And uh, being the company I worked for was bought out by, was bought out from a national company, then an international company and another company. And finally, at the end of the day, they didn't want our resources. They didn't want their staff, didn't want our buildings. They didn't want actually the material we had. What they wanted was our customer list. And the only way to get that is to buy us out. So I found myself, my mid-30s, unemployed. And at the same time, I had just met um, my new wife. We had just, I proposed to her. We're planning a wedding. I'm 35 years old, trying to plan a wedding. And I said to myself, you can accept change. There, you know, just because you lost your job, find another one. Don't give up. It was hard at first because you think back at all the blood and sweat and tears you gave to that organization. And it wasn't them that got rid of me when it was just a, a local company. It wasn't the national company that got rid of me. It was the international company that got rid of me. And it wasn't just me, my colleagues who had a lot of other responsibilities that I had. I learned to change and adapt and know that I wasn't going to be in the same career. So I took, I looked at what my interests were and that's what you need to do is find something that interests you and it will take you forward. It did for a while. Again, uh, it wasn't satisfying. One, I think the biggest issue there was I was willing to take a low pay because I just needed to work. And then they realized that pay wasn't paying the bills. But I needed to find something different. So what I did, just accidental, uh, the government was, they were outsourcing some of the jobs. They were using temporary agencies. I was asked to go visit a warehouse, take a look at it, see if that's something I might wanna do. While I was there on a tour, uh, employment agency, temporary agency was there and they had some issues that they were dealing with the uh, management of, at the warehouse for the government. And they said, look, we need, we need to have some more staff in here. So here I am, just a guy sitting there. I don't have a job. They go, well, why don't you work for us? Well, I said, well, I want something full-time. I don't want to work for a temporary agency, but it changed. I agreed to take the job. And within, I think within a year and a half, the government was doing a hiring process that I applied for and I got on. 
that was 20 some odd years ago. And I said, this is just temporary. I don't want to work for the government. My dad worked for the post office for years and I didn't want to be stuck in a government job. Wanted, wanted to be outside the corporate world. And here I am, 21 years later, still with the government. It's a good job, great pay, good benefits. I do what I do. And like I said, I'm almost ready to retire. So if I had to go back to my younger self and say, change is coming and you have to learn to accept it. It didn't change that much back then. If you could look at the 80s, there wasn't much change. 90s, a little bit. But as technology advanced, so the change. And with this pandemic, we can see that even more change came where employers could see that people can work from home. They don't need that real estate space. So that's a big change. So that's, that, that's change in a nutshell, looking at it from my perspective, and hopefully that helps your listeners. I love that the quote that you said, change is coming. It reminds me of Game of Thrones, like winter is coming, <laughs> like something that is inevitable, but people can have a little bit of time to prepare. And I was also thinking of this idea when you were in your mid thirties working in this, in this place, and then it, it was over and you were saying, you think of how much you gave, like you feel if I put time here and like sweat and tears, then this is going to allow me things in the future. And then it just stopped. And I don't know if that happened to you in that moment, or maybe now looking back of having the idea that if that didn't happen, like if you weren't let go because of all the changes, would you have still be in there? Like, would you have continued in the same place, having one job for your life, like how it was before? Well, when I look back at it at that particular time, my company was the only one going through. There were other companies, not in the same industry as me, but in other industries. So I could see this happening right across the board. Um, either companies were relocating because one of the biggest things, and I'm just going to say this quickly, so we here in Canada and maybe even the States, I don't know about Europe or South America or whatever, but when you're working in, I'll just say union environment, there's a, ongoing cycle. So what happens is the worker says to, to their union, we need more money. So they negotiate with the employer, they get more money. And the employer says, well, because I have to pay you more money, whatever service I provide, I'm going to have to charge more. So then someone outside of your industry that needs that service says, I can't afford it. So they go to their union and say, I need more money. It's just ongoing, ongoing, and until the point is how much is not, like how much is too much. Um, I think for me, I've been a unionist, just to let you know, I have been a unionist for 15 years, but my focus is not on getting more money, but maintaining the benefits we have because we are paid handsomely. And I think in a lot of cases, whatever industry you're in, if it's unionized, you're paid pretty good. Now, if you're outside the union, unfortunately, that's a different story, which I worked at as well. There, you're a person going to management saying, I'm worth this much. You have to sell yourself. And I always say, don't sell yourself short. Management says, "I'm you're worth this much. Say, no, I'm worth more than that. So I always say that, you know, speak up for yourself, sell yourself. But we are in this clog. It's, it's a continuing, continuing thing. So I did see change across the board. 
would I still be there? No, I don't think so because they change. Everything changes. Seasons change. Things come and go. I think as we look across the spectrum of jobs, there are more jobs out there, types of jobs, than we had 30 years ago or 20 years ago. So there are more opportunities. And I'm saying pre-COVID, so when people say, well, I don't have a job right now because COVID shut down my business. I'm saying that pre-COVID, there were a lot of opportunities out there. It depends on what you chose to do. Randall, uh, I wanted to ask you about your, well, about your life, of course, but um, again, um, talking about the topic of accepting change, you studied something and you had a dream. You also told us before when we were preparing this uh, interview. Uh, at some point, things didn't work as you wanted them to. You had to take different jobs, but now you have um, the possibility to do what you love, which is to create photography images, also to write and to travel. Um, do you think some things in life, it's important to accept them and that in the end, everything is for the better? What will be your reflection, your views on this, um, on this question? Well, what I would say is I believe that our life is already predetermined. And a lot of people don't believe that. They believe, you know, we can change. But then the fact that I am here where I am now, being a creative, like if you look at my, my you know, believe in that uh, horoscope stuff, whatever, as a tourist, I'm supposed to be creative, artistic. And what I, when I, find is being a creative, whether it be through photography, through design, through photography, through podcasting, through writing, it's where I need to be right now. It may not have been down the road because again, I was following those teaching given to me by my parents and my grandparents where you have to get a good education, get a corporate job there for life. They can They can see that now that I had to change, like I had to accept change. I had to move forward. I wouldn't have that lifetime job. So I am, I'm here and I'm thankful. I have the opportunity and the time. Like my, my, uh, my stepdaughter growing out, growing up, she's moved away. So there's just a wife and I, and she has her circle of friends that she does things with, or she does painting and stuff. So she's got her creative outlet. This is my creative outlet. So yes, we do our jobs, but creatively we have these things here. And I'm so happy that I have the ability to focus on my photography, my writing and my um, podcast and have a job that avails that opportunity. Because if I didn't have that job, if I had, if I had a job where I was making minimum wage and I had to work two or three, maybe four jobs just to make ends meet, the stuff would be sitting aside and I wouldn't have time. For it. So I'm fortunate where I am. I am where I need to be. So to answer your question, I am where I need to be. That answer gives me, at least myself, so much relief because sometimes we feel that when we are forced to change because I don't know, the circumstances change or COVID, for example, then the only future is to be frustrated for life. 
and now to, to see you because people are only hearing you right now, but to see you with your headphones or your mic, uh, working on Zoom, doing like being a creator. And that's something that you wanted to be when you were in your 20s. And there was like, when you said life repeats, like you were like, okay, maybe it took longer to get here. But now I'm here with this new technology that some people refuse to have in the beginnings. Other people don't understand them. Other people live with it all the time. So for me, it feels like, oh, he actually made it at the end to, to do what he wanted to do. And we haven't talked about your podcast. I don't know if you want to share with us how did that idea started and how has it been for you? Well, the, again, we're talking about uh, my passion for travel. And with that, uh, COVID basically shut down. I had a travel business, but would shut it down. I still love travel. And I, when I started the podcast, it was basically because here in, I'll call it the greater Toronto area, we have been in lockdown probably the longest in any other city in North America, well, at least United States and Canada combined. Uh, just as restaurants open up, or stores open up, the government shuts it down, they might be open for three days and then shut them down again. So there's really nothing to do. So I had this time, I couldn't go anywhere. And I figured, you know, I have, I'll be honest with everybody here, it's a funny story. I, I'm i an introvert, but I love posting stuff on social media. So back in over the last five or six years, I'll be doing videos or, or just pictures or whatever. My pictures, I post them online. That's what I need to do more. I need to have my voice out there. So I had some old equipment. I had an old microphone and I knew how to record on the computer. I did some research and found out what I needed to do. So I thought, okay, I want people to continue the dream of travel. How do I do that? I created a podcast. The first season was basically about my journeys and highlight the things that I've discovered visiting uh, well, traveling 13 countries and over a thousand cities. So I figured I would do that. Then my second season came along and I had a good friend said, maybe you should have a guest on your show. Talk about their experiences. We've heard all yours and they're wonderful, but maybe have guests on there. So that worked out well. I, I had a guest on and the first guest, I'm a little nervous, you know, the first time doing this, am I doing it right? To make sure that the information they're giving is inspiring and it's their story, and it's something that people want to listen to. When you start a podcast, one of the first things you're worried about is who's going to listen. And I changed that mindset. Again, we're talking about change. I changed that mindset. I said, it's not how many people are going to listen, but the story, make sure the story is correct. Make sure the story is inspiring, and you get the followers. And episode after episode started seeing growth, seeing growth. And then came along a little app called The Clubhouse. I got on there and one, I found a podcast community, which taught me a lot more to help me improve my podcast. But also in The Clubhouse, I found some amazing guests from around the world. I've traveled the seven seas, the continents, done amazing journeys, and they bring inspiration to every time I record a podcast. I learn from them. My listeners learn from them. I'm so proud about it, but I have not just that one podcast. I actually have three podcasts, actually five if you want to talk about podcasts. I have two that are sort of 
Sitting Idle right now. I've done a couple episodes on them. The three I'm working right now are about my passion. So one is about travel. The other one is just an old man talking about everyday events. Um, it's I call it red light conversations. Basically what that is about is what comes to mind when you're stopped at a red light in traffic. And the other one, I am a big fan of rugby. So Canada is supposed to be getting two new leagues. So I started a podcast to talk about Canadian rugby. And then I decided to house everything under one company or one place. I've created podvault.ca, which is the, the website which houses all those podcasts, but it also promotes the books I wrote. So the travel books are tied in with the Passports and Postcards podcast, the Speakings of an Old Man, if anybody wants to listen to that, it's there. And then the rugby, again, is just to promote these two new leagues coming to Canada and hopefully that one will pick up when sports return to Canada. Currently, right now, we don't have much other than we had the NHL, National Hockey League. But we miss our baseball here in Canada, professional soccer, professional basketball. So when that all comes back, we can create more. But right now, that's what I'm doing, and I'm very happy with it. Uh, Randall? The, um, I follow some um, inspirational uh, pages in Instagram, motivational quotes and everything. Sometimes I need them to, when I wake up, to see before I'm going to my, to do my job or uh, when I'm feeling down. So it helped me. Once I was checking this browsing Instagram and I saw uh, Mike Tyson, I think, was uh, saying the following, um, life, it's about losing. You lose your, your hair. You lose your teeth, you lose your mom, you lose your father. Uh, and that's when, when you realize that life is about losing, you start to value the, the very important things in life. Uh, I have some idea of the important things in life when, when I'm growing. As I'm growing older, I start to value some things. But I wanted to ask you, if we are losing constantly in life, what do you think we are winning with, uh, when, we, when we are aging? Okay, that's a good question. And, you know, we talk about losing loved ones. We talk about losing, well, losing our strength. Um, but I'll just, I had a, a heart attack, a major heart attack in 2008. That was a wake-up call to me. It was like, stop and smell the rose. Because a lot of time I'm just, you know, chasing, chasing something that's unattainable. So the 2008 heart attack, realize that there's things in life that I want to do. We talk about growing old, you know, like our hearing goes, our eyesight seems to go a bit, our memory seems to be flawed a little bit. There are things we can do if we eat the right foods, which I don't do. I'll be honest, I don't do that. Um, because it's one of those things I said to myself, 2008, I'm going to live life to the fullest. So uh, Then back in uh, 2017, I had a mini stroke and that took some of my memories away. So I think the reason why I started writing or started writing again is because I want to capture those thoughts. So when we're getting older, you're going to say, well, I've lost my, I've lost my hair um, and I've lost a lot of it. Or even the color, the, the texture of your hair changes, um, your skin changes. Um, just your your interests also change so your mind's changing all the time 
I think one thing we gain, we lose a lot, but what we gain is we gain experiences. But we also, I look back at all the people that my, my work has touched, whether it be Richard Jobs or my, my photography or my books. I'm leaving a legacy. I'm building that legacy. So I look at it right now, what do we gain? We gain memories. We gain experiences. And I tell people, I'd rather have a million memories than live in a million dollar mansion. So we gain, we gain by, you know, what's in our heart, what's in our mind. And they might be something that's just personal to you and you can't share with anybody else. But that's what I believe we gain. Well, you were looking for another inspirational quote, Seva. I think you found a couple. I wanted to ask you our last question. Uh, it's funny how time flies, not only in the podcast, but in life, it seems like. You mentioned uh, a couple of times that sometimes you change your idea of how to live life to the fullest. Maybe in your 20s, you, you said, uh, I think before the podcast even started that uh, sometimes you were focused on gaining money so you could buy things that you wanted or being successful in something. And now you said sometimes we are like chasing something, but we don't even know what. So my question is, what would you say now, like, like you said, an old man from Canada, probably people other places in the world will say 58 is very young still, but <laughs> what is to live life to the fullest for you right now? I would say, and I'll be, I'm just going to talk about the phone. Everybody's walking around with the phone. What you need to do is when you're with people, I know a lot of countries are still under some lockdowns, but when things do open up and you can be with people, put down the phone, be present, engage with them, listen to them, embrace them. Because one thing this pandemic has taught us is that people matter. It doesn't matter if it's your family, your friends, your colleagues. There are some people I see every day that I don't even know. They walk, you know, by my house, but I can't go out and give them a hug. We don't know what they're going through. So I always say that um, it's best that uh, we live in the moment. You get a ping, whether you're asked to join a, a room or you got a Instagram post or an email, it's not important. That's why they put it there so that you can look at it when you have time. So be present in those situations with your family, your friends, and your colleagues. Thank you. Thanks a lot, uh, Randall, for uh, your sincerity, uh, your uh, honesty. And um, I think we're, we, this will be very useful for some of our listeners. Um, well, I wanted to thank you again. I don't know, Frank, if you want to um, say goodbye to our guest. Yeah, of course. I, I hope to keep seeing you in Clubhouse. That's how we met. And like you said, like you didn't even know that you were going to be able to use all this technology. And now you are like a frequent customer of Clubhouse, uh, having friends from all over the world, sharing experiences while we wait for this pandemic to be over. And like you said, we can reconnect. So thank you again also for your time and for sharing your life with us and with anyone that is listening. I just want to thank both of you for having me today. The fact that we can meet this way, 
over technology. That's a change. Embrace change. Thank you very much. Podcast Sana Incertidumbre. What ideas are you taking away with you? Well, um, I take with myself, Fran, the idea of um, accepting change, uh, especially in my experience in the last months uh, about my my body, for example. I had a back injury last uh, year during the pandemic. I had to do some rehab to take care of that. Um, this year, I had to have two surgeries in three weeks. Uh, I see myself in the mirror, and even if I'm young, I'm 30 years old, I see myself, I see I'm losing my hair, I'm, uh, my body's not working as it worked before. So I, it was a period of time where I was suffering or feeling very bad about this, but uh, in the, uh, the last months, I have accepted it and also Um, starting to value the very important things of life who are the same uh, things that our guest Randall told us about. I agree with him with, uh, in that, that the most important things are the experiences, the abilities you gain through your life, the um, people you meet, the tools you acquire. And I can say totally confident that This moment in my life, 30-year-old, um, working and with all the baggage that I have, I'm happier than ever because, not because I can control everything in my life, but because I have more control of over myself or my mental health or my physical health and over my relationships, the people that I want to interact with, the kind of energies that I want to surround myself in life, um, that makes me feel that the rest of my life, I may face more challenges or harder challenges, but it will be, they, they will be easier to overcome with all the things that I have learned in the, in these years. <laughs> That's what I take with myself. I wrote so many quotes that he said, because I think it was a very inspiring conversation. One phrase that he kept on saying was like, change is coming like that, like Game of Thrones quote. And I think it's very important what he mentioned to not fight change. Um, sometimes it could be a small change, you know, some in your work, they can tell you, maybe we are going to fire you. Maybe you can have a conversation and change that. But if we're thinking about losing hair or having like white hair or I don't know, the body change as well. And if we keep on fighting that, we are going to lose so much energy. And we are going to be feel frustrated because life is going to happen, we want it or not. So there is only an extent that we can actually fight it. Um, and I think it's hard for everyone. Like like I mentioned to you before we started the, the, the episode, also the industry wants us to feel bad about ourselves. So we buy cream, Botox, personal trainer every day. So we stop aging, but that's not the problem. The problem is how society see all people, quotes. And the other thing that I wanted to mention is uh, a professor I have, she said, actually, uh, yesterday, 
that if someone had told her, uh, I think she's uh, over 60, uh, if someone had told her, next year you're going to be stuck in your house, alone, doing all the work that you do online, not being able to see your kids for two or more years, she said, I will say, I cannot handle that. Like, there's no way. Because I don't like doing things online, because I need to hug my, my relatives, because I need to go out to the park. And now I see myself two years later, and I was able to handle it. And she is surprised of herself, like, I didn't know I had this capacity in myself. And I think that happens to us also when we are thinking about change and when we are thinking about getting old. And what Randall said, like, now I'm where I'm supposed to be. But probably when he was 20, he didn't thought he had that in him to change job because the industry basically fall apart or to be doing a podcast when he's 58 in technology that he didn't knew about four years ago. So that will be the message that I learned from him and also from my professor that sometimes we are not, we don't know that we are able to handle this. And if everyone gets old, and it shouldn't be something that we are afraid of like that much. So yes, that's, those are my reflections. Of course, I invite everyone that is listening to share your reflections as well. You can do that on Instagram as well. You can DM us. And if you want to be part of the podcast, we are always uh, happy to receive new guests. I don't know if you want to say any last words, Seba. And of course, we are very happy to have you back. Yeah, thank you, Fran. Uh, it was amazing to be back, and I just want to thank everyone uh, who's listening to us. It's been a pleasure to be here with all of you guys, and I invite you to keep listening to San Isatiumbre on Spotify, and of course, follow us on Instagram, where we are sharing constantly the stories that we um, talk about here, and also we make a lot of, uh, well, Fran, mostly, <laughs> a lot of live, live conversations. So thank you, and uh, hear you soon. Bye. That was Sana Incertidumbre, a podcast about mental health, self-care, and life itself, with Sebastián Valdés and Francisca Venegas. You can find us on Instagram in at Sana Incertidumbre and be part of the conversation.